You know, uh, earlier in the week, the National Post published an article uh, by Joe Oliver, and you'll remember Joe Oliver very well. He was Finance Minister of Canada under uh, Stephen Harper, I thought at the time doing a very good job, and we go back away on a personal level. Uh, he was running for office. When I was running for office, we both got elected, and uh, one way or another, we're now both out of office. I have no intention of seeking it again. I don't know about you, Joe, but um, I, in reading the article that you wrote, uh, which is under a headline that says, Joe Oliver, the cost of the government's feel-good posturing is out of hand. I thought to myself, Joe wrote this. I could have written it myself. And uh, if you've spent any time listening to me, you know that uh, I start the show with rants. In other words, about a 10 or 12-minute uh, dissertation on a subject of the day. And I've talked several times over the last few weeks about uh, feel-good Trudeau, and, uh, or as I call him, Trudeau the librarian, and Christian Freeland doing more damage than good on a world scale. And I think that's generally, if I'm if describing it right, what you're saying. Yes. Uh, well, thank you for having me on on the show. And no, I'm not running again, uh, Peter. So, let's so you and I are in the try. same boat. <laughs> we are indeed in the. Keep project. paddling. Keep paddling. <laughs> exactly. Well, look, the, the liberal government's self indulgent international posturing is is really uh, exacting a mounting economic and reputational cost on the country. And, uh, you know, when, when the prime minister and his foreign minister exhort other countries to live up to Canada's progressive standards, uh, the reaction internationally has been rejection. People get aggravated, and occasionally there's disproportionate retaliation. The cost is borne by Canadians. Okay, well, I, I see that, and I've said that, and, and I want to drill down a little bit because you sat there around the cabinet table. Uh, when you, when you uh, deal with, let's take the Saudi Arabia example because it's real and recent. When you deal with a country like Saudi Arabia, which is not anything like Canada, it is a kingdom. It's run by a king or his, his designates, uh, and they have a particular set of rules that are uh, essentially based on uh, the law that governs Sunni Muslims. Muslims, uh, you're going to get a very different kind of country than what we've got. Now, we may think, and we may rightly think, uh, and, I, and I think we are rightly thinking, that um, we would certainly never want to live in something like that, and we, uh, we don't agree with how they treat people, and very particularly people who have a relationship to Canada, as uh, those who are uh, mentioned in the, in the story uh, do, the, the family that uh, has been in prison, I guess it's Rafe and... Um, and his his, uh, his some, cousin. Some are yeah, Badawi. Badawi, the Badawi family. Thanks for that. So so we've heard about them. Well, we we go out and we uh, through Christian Freeland's department uh, tweet that we more or less demand immediate release with Saudi Arabia. You don't get to demand immediate release. Moreover, if you do that, uh, I, I think what you do is you poison the well and look at the fallout. Exactly. Look, I think everyone can agree uh, that that country has an appalling record on human rights. And, uh, you know, the, the, the imprisonment, uh, 10,000 lashes uh, that the Raif uh, Badawi is, is supposed to undergo. I mean, this is, this is horrifying. Uh, and uh, that's not the whole story of, of, of their human rights uh, abuse. It's, it's unfortunately just the latest examples. So I think we can, Canadians can agree on that. The problem is when we, when we engage in a uh, Twitter barrage uh, like that, there is a, uh, a reaction which 
undermines our ability uh, to actually get something positive done and then can can really hurt uh, the country in a, in a in a material way so what what unfortunately happened is that that uh, twitter barrage was totally uh, counterproductive and it probably condemned badawi to a longer and harsher imprisonment it also impacted adversely in our country look we you know there there are a lot of saudi students apparently universities are going to lose about 350 million dollars a year in, in tuition uh, there are there are uh, Saudi patients in our hospitals. They're going to lose uh, millions. Uh, Saudi doctors are leaving. They're going to be abandoning their patients. Our wheat and barley were, were blacklisted. The central bank of, of Saudi Arabia and their pension funds are going to sell all our assets here, and, and any new investment has been suspended. And it, while all this is going on, we look around for support from our allies, and it isn't there. The British and the Americans have really left Canada to its its fate. No, no not a word of support. That includes, and yet uh, there are Canadians. European, your European Union. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and yet there are Canadians who uh, puff their chests out and say good for them. They stood up for uh, human rights, and that's a, that's a legitimate thing to do. But, I mean, I could move the sure discussion, and I will move the discussion, over to um, uh, China, for example, where we've done the same thing and we've been, we've been rebuffed. Or let me ask you this question, uh, getting us away from human rights. Look at the negotiations on, on free trade where uh, our prime minister took a position uh, uh, in which he said, we won't be pushed around, and that's precisely what we're being uh, right now. And where Christian Freeland opened negotiations a year ago, saying uh, we want to include things like gender equity and uh, and indigenous uh, work on the table, and and we've been rebuffed completely. And and we uh, we legitimately are sitting around waiting and uh, and worrying about when and if we can get an agreement at all that's tripartite with Mexico and the United States. This is exactly the problem. I mean, you know, it's 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 the prime minister indulging in in uh, sort of feel good uh, hectoring of, of foreign countries. Perhaps he's appealing to his diminishing base, but the rest of the country, most Canadians, are are going to be hurt. There are jobs on the line. Uh, there there's revenue for uh, for governments. Uh, there there's uh, economic growth. Uh, the, nothing is more important at this moment commercially than the free trade agreement with Mexico and the United States. NAFTA is absolutely critical, and what you don't do. Uh, is is a poke the bear. We all know uh, that the the president is is quite unpredictable. He's sensitive. He's he's, he's narcissistic. And you know you don't you don't barrage him with progressive uh, items uh, that you know he's going to reject. And then when he leaves for an historic meeting with Kim Jong Un, you don't renege on a promise to keep those progressive issues out of the communique, and then claim that uh, Canada is not going to be pushed around. So he proceeds to push us around and exclude us in, in a kind of a humiliating way from the NAFTA uh, discussions, which now are only involving Mexico and the United States. And I, I recall uh, not so long ago, uh, we were told by the, the foreign affairs establishment that it would be a betrayal of Mexico to uh, uh, to to only deal with the Americans and and the Mexicans themselves 
uh, you know, complained uh, that that we might we might abandon them. Well, fast forward a few weeks, and uh, here we are alone uh, with our window, with our nose against the window, looking in. And uh, you know, they they it sounds like they're about to conclude a deal, and then we're going to have to. Um, we're going to have to. We're going to have to go along. Buy in exactly with uh, yeah. with what they've already agreed to. At what that's cost? For virtue signaling. Virtues. If anybody doesn't understand that term, virtue signaling, that's what these characters in Ottawa are doing, and that gets you into some trouble sometimes, as you can see in in my conversation with Joe Oliver. Before you go, Joe, I, I just want to switch gears completely. It wasn't in anything that you wrote, but your reaction to Maxim Bernier's uh, nonsense. Well, look, I, I was disappointed that he didn't stay in the party and continue uh, to fight for his uh, his ideas. And many of his ideas, I think, are quite sound, like getting rid of supply management, uh, uh, being opposed to illegal immigration. Uh, you know, he's had it with, with corrosive political correctness. There's a lot of people who can identify with those values and those ideas. But um, I think it was very unfortunate that he, he left the party because the last thing we need is a divided conservative party. When that happens, uh, what usually is the electoral result is a liberal majority. So, um, you know, I, I was disappointed. And a lot of other people who supported him in the leadership and continue uh, to, to believe he's got a lot of really sound ideas are not going to support him because they don't want to divide the uh, the conservative vote that would include me thank you so much joe you're most welcome Happy always, to chat with you yeah always good to uh, talk to joe oliver he was a great finance minister great politician and uh, a good friend in the uh, general toronto community all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to find out a little bit about uh, the snowbirds a little bit about uh, a visit from the thunderbirds and a little bit more about the air show that uh, comes our way uh, Labor Day weekend every year, and uh, this year is no different. That's the, the best thing about the CNE, in my view. So stay tuned. I am Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto.